Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. My guest on this episode of The Todd Donald Show is a parentheses, colon, blogger, brand ambassador, model, stuff. But I don't really gravitate to just anyone who does that or labels their insta like that per se i gravitated towards talking to sarah being someone with a killer personality an eclectic and off-brand interest in pop culture that steadily matched my own and let's face it a cool and fun accent in this you'll get to hear me in public falling off my chair while recording the podcast which is awesome and throughout the show i am now going to debut the spinning of tracks the ongoing todd donald show coffee shop playlist, if you will, made up of past guests on the show and people I'm still trying to convince to be on the show. And I don't have the clout to reach out to anyone. And this is an independent podcast. So anyone who doesn't want their song to be played on the show can suck. I mean, I'm kidding. But please be gentle when you email me and ask me to remove it. I do the editing, so it's no problem. Now that I've addressed all that, please allow me to introduce the lovely, sweet, kooky, online and in-person personality, the Australian from Sarnia, Sarah Lexia. <laughs> Talk with Sarah Alexia about Sarah Alexia. Yeah, I have these notes. Oh my god, that's such an air sign thing. Like all my notes in my phone, like it looks like the Da Vinci Code or something. People are like, yeah. what, what is that? Like it makes sense to me. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. This is my first podcast record since being out of the plant, so I'm very excited about that. My mental space is really weird. We were talking about coffee, right? Mm-hmm. And then we wound up just before I hit record on fecal matters. Because we can't not talk about coffee without talking about fecal matter. Right. The circle of life. It's weird that we can't talk about that. Like we've been mm. socially conditioned to feel like people are classy and dignified, that, that we're not all just like sacks of shit and piss and cum with legs. True. Well, honestly, I've always been like that. Like yeah. very honest. It sounds bad, but I'm like... Oh, sorry, i got to go rush to the Dunny. That's really Aussie. And, and you know, no one asks why. Yeah, but you s- <laughs> yes, but I announced it. I did, I did that actually the other day at my friend's house. I'm like, I'm going to go to the toilet. Why are you telling us? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I just do. I just announce it to the world. <laughs> I'm just going to hack a dumper. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Head to the Dunny. Right. <laughs> Tell me, I know what that means. <laughs> I do have notes where I listed favorite Australia things that I know about. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Australia. We are going to talk about you. We're, we're uh. Behind your back. To <laughs> Oscar Wilde says, true friends stab you in the front. Right? Ooh. So, <laughs> talk behind my back, right to my face. <laughs> yeah. Who's like a celebrity that you think of as being very dignified and classy? Oh my God. I don't want to say it because it's so obvious, but Carly Minogue. She does no wrong. Or even... I, you know, now I listen to her music more, but Beyonce, man. Right. The epitome of a humble hustler. Right. And that is what I am... Well, I've always kind of been like that. She does it in a way that is so out there, but acts aloof in a way. And I just love how she's not so open with everything. And she's just... She's very classy still at the end of the day. And I love that yeah. about Kylie, too. Beyonce, probably shut on her hand every week, at least oh, once. Oh, yeah. It's not like she's sloppy, but you were saying that you felt the relief. Uh, that's It's a feeling that's very much on the other end of like, 
I don't know how to describe it, like a pinching in the in the lower stomach. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna mind over matter it for this. <laughs> Maybe it'll make the podcast experience better. Mabes, I don't know. Now from that. I haven't properly introduced you and I don't really know how, but I will say a bunch of things in the effect of that. We met on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know who followed who first. I don't know. It's like this weird, mysterious love story. (laughs) For my ego, I'm going to say that you followed me first. Yep, whatever. Let's go with that. (laughs) For for those of you out there who um, enjoy Instagram Mm -hmm. as well as stories where people talk to you, and one thing I, I love that you do, too, is, like, I love your speaking voice. Yeah. But you do this kind of, like, Pee Wee Herman thing where at the beginning of a story thread, you're going, like, Hi, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> Sarah here. I, I just <laughs> bought, bought a brand new T-shirt. <laughs> I know. I really realize I do that. Like, since I hear myself back, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so weird. <laughs> but awesome. Like, Original is the best. <laughs> true, true. That's what I go for. And not in an inferiority complex way. Mm. Like, like uh, you know, constantly getting around your own self-consciousness. 100%. It's, just, it's been a really weird experience for me, to be honest. Like, putting myself out there. As I said, people from my old world, I guess, have come back into the woodwork of my life. And I think from an outsider, I guess my life looked perfect in a lot yeah. of ways and I've kind of just slowly started being more myself and be like well actually this is not really what I like or really what my values are in life Yeah, and that's kind of the whole self-discovery thing has happened and I'm like live for you and like be yeah. yourself <laughs> well it's very trendy too like if we're talking about like the robots and the yeah. the shifty Stepford moments like that they mm. all do the same thing at once yes do you remember like that pattern of saying not all of my days are perfect. I have sad <laughs> moments too. Yes. I'm like, why don't you show them, motherfucker? Yeah. What are you oh so God. afraid of? Yeah. No one's going to hate you. Yeah. No one's going to look down on you. If you have a positive outlook, you can be miserable 85% of the time. Yes. But if you're trying to do the right thing, if you're moving upward as much as mm. you can when your effort's there. Yeah. I would love to know that like most of your days are either nothing. No, I'm not talking to you. No, like the no, royal, Yeah. Yeah, no. It's funny because I've always kind of wanted to get into the social media world, but this is such a me thing. I sat back, I've watched it all for like 10 years, and I've gone, well, I don't really like how it's done. Right. Now it's my turn, and let's just see if people like me for me because I am not an overly edited person. I think that's probably why people started following me because they're like, well, she's kind of just like real. Yeah. And actually real. <laughs> right. And real isn't supposed to be comfortable. Yeah, the- yeah. Oh, Com- exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting is better than perfect. 100%. I've said it on my Instagram stories the other day. My best friend, Sadie, like her and I are very similar, but very different in a lot of ways. And she's not a performer. She's not cheesy at all. Like I am the... You're leaving out so many R's. Keep going. I know, right? <laughs> and she's like... Who am I to judge you? You do cheesy stuff and dance, but that's who you are. And like, yeah. I'm not going to hate you for that. And I love that. I love friends like that. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spin for you right now. <laughs> spin is a colloquialism. I'm going to spin for you right now. Harriet Nowers, The Island, from her 2014 EP, Standing by the Heavenly Gates, available now on digital. And you can follow her at Harriet Nower Music. This is The Island by Harriet Nower. Thank you. 
Toilet thing, like you know the episode of The Simpsons, yeah. the toilet flushes out of the way. Honestly, I never look that much into my toilet, but that's the one question I get the most. <laughs> Does your toilet go the other way? I'm like, yeah, probs, but like, I don't know. I don't stare at it. <laughs> Let's play Ask an Australian with a bunch of dicks. <laughs> I know, and I actually got asked like, story of my life. Yeah, just like just to talk like really like crocodile Dundee like. I'm like, sure, mate, I'll give it a go, but I'm. You know, I'm a bit more yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. Posh. <laughs> Apparently. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Everywhere is like the Canadian dialect is in American TV shows is based oh. on one pocket of the northwest of Canada. Oh, yeah. And then there's the Letterkenny part where mm. they talk that way in the far east side. Yeah. In the middle of Canada and in the west coast, we pretty much talk like they do in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and you know, New York yes. State. Yes, yes. All Americans talk like they're from yeah. the South. Yeah, exactly. There's, I right. feel like the same stereotypes for Canadians are the same for Australians. Like, oh, you're going to ride a polar bear to school? and You know, those like weird things. Like, we get it too about like taking a like, kangaroo to school. I'm like, I'm like a city girl. Like, <laughs> If you ever get sick of that though, you could just, you could play into it. Oh, I do sometimes. So, yeah. Hey, are you going to ride an ass kangaroo to school? Why? Yeah, mate, what's with it? Yeah. <laughs> Just scared. How'd them. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I bloody did. Yeah. Yeah, he's my cab driver. 
Uh, we're 12 minutes in, and I still haven't properly finished an introduction. Like, Oh, my God. I don't just invite people on the show f- because they're on Instagram. There were two reasons. There's like, mm-hmm. you're actively a mix of things. Like, you're a personality on there that is a professional dancer. Oh. You're a model. Although you wouldn't know it just to hear you. Take my word for it, <laughs> uh, listener. And I don't want to misuse this term, and I hate the whole idea of the thing. Mm-hmm. But in a way, with your show, I guess it kind of falls in line with... You're, you're like a brand. Yeah. I, I didn't have anything else in that vein. Like, you do professional stuff. I think I yeah. stopped because I don't know how to put it. I actually really agree with you. You're a brand ambassador, too. I noticed that, too. Yes, yes. I don't know anything about that. Well, honestly, if we're going to backtrack my whole life, if I really think about it, I have kind of been branding myself. Lexi is my middle name. Oh. Yes. Um, I've always just gone by Sarah Alexia. Like, I don't know. It just sounded better. Like, it sounds stupid, but like on a marquee, like, I just liked that look. And I was always going to just keep it like that. And yeah, it's pretty Hollywood. Pretty much. I've always been very tunnel vision with my goals since I was literally, like, before I even started <laughs> dancing, yeah. apparently I was, like, hounding my mom to start me dancing luckily she waited until I was four turning five that's like a good age to start now that I taught kids below that yeah um and I I just never really realized that I always branded myself and in dancing and performing and modeling if you don't stand out you're gonna get pushed to the back yeah, yeah. and I always kind of had that I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get to the front subconsciously I think I was kind of branding myself in a way on Instagram but I didn't know it until people like oh I like this or like where'd you get that or like that's so Sarah like or people will send me things and be like I I just thought of you I'm like oh like that's nice yeah I'm like oh wow that's cool like (laughs) and I guess because I make fun of myself as well like people feel like they can make fun of themselves now like do you ever get involved in that the mompreneur culture too like with the I you know I tried to give in to that culture the mom blogger it's not for me man like I kind of brand myself and that's why I kind of made a conscious decision in this whole process of me discovering myself again I have kind of not posted anything about my daughter anymore I just talk about it right because at the end of the day I made this world I guess for myself yeah and my love like whatever's close to me I like to keep private and I like to just share my world publicly and I think people like because I was scared when I stopped posting photos of my daughter I was like I'm gonna get so many unfollows now because people just follow me because I'm a mom right but it was quite the opposite people were like no we follow you for you oh cool like now I can kind of be comfortable with everyone and really say what I want to (laughs) say That's going to become like the Beyonce of the future is like her mm. hit song is like, follow me for me. <laughs> like, Literally. Like they're, they're singing about social media and pop songs now. It's oh, like, I know. I know. But it, I mean, they're pretty true. Like that's why I like Ariana Grande. She is very much herself. She knows she's a diva. I know I'm a bit of a diva and she's like, like me or don't, you know, Vegemite. It's like a saying you either love or you hate. I think I'm a Vegemite. <laughs> People either love me or they hate me. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so uh, <laughs> rare. I'm, I'm just kidding. Like that's it's pretty much everyone. True, true. But I've, I've definitely noticed that. Someone's gonna come up to you and go like, "I'm lukewarm on you." And you're like, "Bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "There's only one way or the other, honey." Yeah. Like seriously, I've always got, and I've I've noticed that I make bad first impressions with people, and people either like 
love that I'm like weird or they're like, ooh, don't know yeah. about her. God, I, I can't tell you how many times, like whether or not, like it was like a meetup or like a first date or oh, like a first yeah. time meeting people where the goodbye was the most awkward thing oh. in the world because before goodbye happens, I have to sneakily get a review of me out of a person True. Before, they, before they depart. Because like, listen, I don't know why I'm sharing with you, this with you because I just met you, but like, I'm going to be fucking analyzing the crap out of how this went moments after you exit my view. Yeah, you know oh, the thing? That's literally me. I am, And then I over internalize it all and think about it so much that I make it really awkward and I say something stupid. Or, Was I too Australian? Yes. Or I'm like, I do the old like, oh, like try to go for the handshake and it's like a hug thing. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm just going to leave because I think I've made a really bad impression. But then- yeah. It's either you get the, oh, that was really like nice or yeah, she's a little bit much. <laughs> well, so that, but that you're proving my point because I'm right about pretty much everything. Um, <laughs> it's that like when you do escape that part of yourself, when you just go for the hug mm. and, and you don't care how it's going to go yeah, or you go for being you and you're not questioning it and you're not having that, it's a, it's a high for one. Mm-hmm. It's like a supreme overcoming of the self and then you have to be like yeah like the whole time it was me that was making myself go crazy like that yeah yeah what an epiphany that i'm gonna have again and again (laughs) and again for the rest of my life but the times it goes like this Mm -hmm. fucking rule oh yeah and for people that are just never not like that Mm -hmm. they don't know the sweetness overcoming the sour and no that's so true and as i said this whole like rediscovery thing of myself like i feel like my blinkers have kind of come off because i've been on there for a while for like a lot of reasons and um i'm just sort of seeing myself more as my actual self and i think people in my life who i've made friends with here and even back home have noticed that i am just back to being myself and not being so harsh because the social media thing like I got a weird comment once saying oh my god you're so brave for going on Instagram without makeup and I'm like what do you mean man like do you wake up with a full face like of makeup (laughs) on one of my stories I was like I can't be bothered man like with makeup anymore you know what I mean like overdoing yourself like who are you doing yourself for like if it's not if it's not for you then I've never felt like makeup was necessary. Skincare mm-hmm. I get because you're taking care of your skin. Yes. It's kind of like medicine for your outer shell. Pretty much, yeah. But the painting of oneself, which mm-hmm. men also do, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Well, it's hard. I have a... There's a lot of... I'm very on the fence because being a dancer since, my, since I was like four, I've worn stage makeup. So I've grown up in that world and I know like why it's used like... Right. More so for like theatre under lights and stuff. Yeah. But then coming out of this sort of mindset, being I guess a stage performer, um, and then looking at girls on social media, very insecure. Like I just see these beautiful yeah. girls that slap on full coverage and they're just gorgeous to start off with. And if you really think about it, if you know skincare like I do, you're just ruining your skin more. Yeah by piling on all these layers and it, it's sad it really is sad because it's coming from the traditional media that right. influences that but you can really see a change I feel it like yeah. it's more it's I mean they say it's a trend but Australia's been on this trend for 
ever. Because it always melts off anyway. Yes. No point. Yes. What is the point? Just that do- was a guess. No, literally. <laughs> what is the point? It all gets rubbed off in a kangaroo's butt anyway, <laughs> Pretty right? Pretty much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I love it. I love it. Now I feel like I'm, I can be myself, like really Aussie. I'm not really representing Canadians that well. You see, I'm trying in vain to be funny <laughs> as a thing. Yeah, whatever. You're being, I- you're being such an air sign right now. <laughs> like, honestly. Sometimes I look back at some of my videos, how I explain my weird personality. I'm like... Right. I'm like, I should just not explain it sometimes. I should yeah. just let myself be weird. But oh, then I miss backtrack Evmo over here. Literally. Yeah. I know. But then, because I also, it was funny when I first started Instagram, I was getting from like non supportive people in my life, like, oh, you're seeking attention. Oh, like, stop saying all these like things that are like, I guess, political. And then I had all these people being like, yes, like, fine. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, just being real. And I'm like, you know what? I like this she, energy. She stuck her middle finger yeah. at the <laughs> metaphorical Yeah, opposing. if you could have seen that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very much like a smile with a middle finger kind of person. Like, <laughs> what, what, are you, what is this? You put your middle finger? Sorry the, about it. Like, So see, <laughs> a middle finger is righteous in any language. Yeah, even from the land down under. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to do the line from the song. I come from a land down under women yeah. I don't even know the words, but everyone doesn't know the words. <laughs> men without hats, men at work. Yeah, same bloody difference. Some band mate. with the word men. Yeah, some some work and some hat and something about Australia. Men in hats working on something. Yeah, I've noticed moving to North America that that is what you guys consider our theme song is because I've noticed that's a very over here and yeah, yeah and um. If you like at home, more Aussie Aussie songs are like our theme songs, and like people are like, oh, tell us an example. I'm like, but you won't know it. Like if I yeah. s- if I show you, I mean, we can like play, but yeah. there's some funny ones. There's one. It's called "This Is Australia." Nice. It's a good one. I feel like um, Americans feel like they came up with the oi 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 thing. Oh. I, I know it's from soccer. It's in soccer, but like but we a, s- ACDC had. Honestly, I did it the other day. I was trying to get someone's attention. I was like, "Oi, come here!" And I'm like, "Oh, like I now I get why Canadians like think we're really rude because we're so like, yeah, gung ho about like what we do and racist." Nah, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I like I don't think you are, but I know I know that like it's because it's so white in Australia, so Caucasian, yeah, yeah, that like there are some things in conversation over there that especially now mm. in a, in a post Trump. And then a couple of, you know, Australian bros come up and they go like, hey, where, where are your N-words at? They, they I won't know. know. But it's also, um, we've always been like that as a country. Like, it's kind of, um, like from Melbourne, I'm, it's very multicultural. Like right. a lot of my, for all different okay. races and everything. See, this, um, I don't, this I didn't know. Yeah. There are other parts of it. Yes, <laughs> I know. We're cultured. I is know. it a continent? What? <laughs> yes, it is. And um, even the humor, even when you know, you make fun of other cultures in Australia, they don't really take offense to it because they know it's not from a place of hate. Yeah. It's just, it's really hard to explain without it's you watching, you know, like even for me, my half of my family's Italian and like there's a lot of Italian migrants in Australia and we love them, but you know, we make fun of them because they're our buddies, right? Yeah. Like it's that kind of, if you're my mate, I'm going to roast you. Right. That's what it is. And I get why it sounds like racist to other countries. But I think thanks to like Netflix and they've brought over Aussie shows, people are kind of like, oh, they're just, that's just their humor. And now we've, 
After uh, a brief musical sting, we'll be right back for the topic change. <laughs> okay, we're going to go into another song. This is by a past guest who's been on the Todd Donald show. You can scroll down and find it. She performed this song live off the floor on this episode. This is the studio version from the Long Stay Hotel album available now on Bandcamp. This is the Vienna de Mato Hall with Surrender. It's like God No one believes in anything Until It gets heavy Hey Your weakness is you don't know how to pray So yours becomes A voiceless pain
and we're back. That was really quick. Yes. Allow me to dehumanize you with a with a list of a lot of my favorite Australian things. Oh my god, okay. Women in film, men in film, and music. Ooh, okay, I like this. And pretty much all of the women in music and film from Australia I've had lifelong crushes on. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I wrote this down as sort of, I, I never really watched anything with him in it, but Paul Hogan. Oh a, yeah, I mean, he's he's who, a legend, like a... An old school legend. He's is he all- like the Mr. Dress-Up of Australia? or well, he, He's Crocodile Dundee, hey? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, we're thinking about the same person. Well, this is kind of, that's another what Canada and America think of us. Right. As Australia. And they kind of did it in a way as a tur- to boost tourism. This is what, like, I don't know about the movie, but after he got famous because of that stereotype, he started doing tourism ads for Australia right. in North America to gain more people over there. So that's kind of where like the popularity of Australia kind of came about. Right. Was when people were like, is it really like that over there? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But in a way, like it's not a bad thing. He put us on the map. He really did. And And he sold a shit ton of knives. Oh, yes, he did. (laughs) That's not a knife. This is a knife. She did the thing. (laughs) She did the thing. It's so Aussie, but it's so true. Um, (laughs) Hats off to him because in a way, he really did put Australians in Hollywood and be like, hey, look at us. And and I put it in parentheses here. Mel Gibson in the 80s and 90s. Yes. Because I loved him in the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> fucking Braveheart. Oh, yeah. Oh, my right? God. That's an iconic. What's the other? Is it Mad, Mad Max? plays a Scottish person. Um, Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Road Warrior. Yeah. Right. That's iconic there. Him and his <sighs> mullet back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, that mullet. He, well, like, I, I always think of, like, the iconic 80s men as being whoever Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. This is being a babe. Oh, my God. I love like, that show. She's like... <laughs> I got a poster of Patrick Swayze on my wall. It's like, Literally me. You're such a today's mom or something like that. Um, by know. the way, listener, we're at a coffee shop in public. Yes. Sort of like it's the closest thing I'll ever have to a live show for this. Yes. We'll, we'll try and keep it PG, folks. I'll try. Um, uh, Eric Bena. Oh, legend. The original Bruce Banner in the Incredible Hulk movie that got for- intentionally forgotten about to mm. make way for Edward Norton's. Uh, Eric Bena in Funny People. He fucking killed me in that oh movie. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah. no, honey, you're beautiful, but Cameron Diaz, fuck. <laughs> I know. I oh. pissed my pants. He really, like, played it up in a good yes. way. Like, oh, he he's a legend, honestly. He's played some iconic... He's the president of Australia. Pretty much, pretty much. Like, he is royalty at home because he still stays true to his home country, basically. Right. Um, and he's done a movie called Chopper. Um, it's a classic Aussie film. It's about like kind of one of our famous criminals who turned into a comedian. Like he made right, s- yeah. Just- it's it's kind of funny. Um, and he played that role so like he transformed his body, like everything. Like he's wow. such a method actor. And mate, like if you ever f- have time, watch that movie. It's it's interesting that this person became a comedian about the fact that he's a criminal. <laughs> Like Which is, it's that is so the toilet flushing the other way version of criminals in America. And they're making a movie about like the Joker character, a failed stand up comedian becoming a criminal. Yeah. And then, you know, thing. literally, uh, it's like what I did with the toilet there. Yeah, loved Coming it. Coming back to poop. Yes, see? Anyway. Circle of life. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lion King reference. If you don't know, come on. Well, I didn't. I didn't know any of that about Eric Banner. That's pretty cool. Yeah, on, like he's, he's badass. He is. Yeah, you know what? I love watching his interviews too because he's just the same. Like he's yeah. him and Hugh Jackman. Honestly, like Hugh Jackman. He didn't make the list simply because I forgot. I want to marry him. You forgot our golden I, boy. He's one of the first people I thought of. He is like I'm. Oh. I want to chat about Hugh Jackman with Sarah Alexia. It was on my mind. I just didn't make it to the notes. He is. It's kind of, this is a weird way to put it. He's like our national treasure in a way. Like, you know how, like, in a way, Buble is for you guys? Like, you know how everyone just no, loves well, You uh, know what I mean? Like, in other countries, he's like, yeah, that's I how guess. he is, though. Like, and he is the same. Like, because I followed Hugh Jackman's career, you know, since I was young. And, like, he, he went yeah. to a very famous performing arts school in Melbourne called NIDA. Uh, I think Kate Blanchett went there as well. Um, is, is she Australian? I, she was born in England, but she oh. she moved. She's basically Australian. Like she raised there. Her career started in Australia. But yeah, no, honestly, those two are the same. They have not changed mm-hmm. since entering Hollywood. And they're just so humble. And I love that uh, representation of our country. You yeah. know, really humble, genuine people. This is a very scattered list. So I have to like comb <laughs> through it. Um that's what made my list, including Hugh Jackman, even though I forgot, for men in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And Hollywood meaning like film anywhere for yeah, me. It's, yeah. just a, it's just a word. Like, it's just a general. Pass yeah. me a Kleenex. Well, I have paper towels. Oh, yeah. fuck off. I get it. I get it. It's a brand name. True, true. And again, these are all. Okay. Catherine Sutherland. She was the second pink Power Ranger. The first was an American, mm-hmm. Amy Jo Johnston. Mm-hmm. Johnson. Catherine Sutherland was the first replacement for Kimberly on the show mm-hmm. and was the new Pink Power Ranger. And I'm like, I'm in love. And Sarah in interviews, she has an Australian accent, more exotic, amazing. <laughs> um, I wanted to be her. Catherine like, Sutherland? I literally, I wanted to be her. I, like, I still want to be I thought that was an, a deep cut of a reference, but of course you're Australian. Know who I literally, is. and even, like, I just wanted to be her, like Pink Power Ranger man, like, yeah. and kicking ass for a living. And being stylish in a pink outfit. Hello. <laughs> maybe it was made for another. Maybe we should do a Power Rangers reboot. Everything else seems to be getting rebooted nowadays. They did reboot it. Damn, and it man. was awful. Oh, that's what I mean, man. They just had the wrong cast in. <laughs> well, they keep rebooting things for an audience that isn't for me. True. Like the Ghostbusters thing. I didn't watch yeah. it, but I have my opinions. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what happens when like the... When, when your kids want to start a band and they want to call it the same thing as your band. Mm. Now, if if the guys who do ACDC now get sold that they can't do it anymore mm-hmm. and a bunch of guys or girls mm-hmm. want to make a band and take the name, mm-hmm. I don't know why anyone would expect the same band. Yeah, that's true. That's just how I feel about a lot of shows and movie reboots. It's like, it sounds great. It's hard to ignore, but you have to. Yeah, like the, it just sounds but, uh, but then I'm also like, but I have to watch it and see how this plays out, you know? Yeah. I was kind of like that, oh, this is a bit controversial with the fourth Indiana Jones. It's not really <laughs> controversial. Okay, good. Like, because they're iconic movies. Yeah. And then that happened. Well, no, like <laughs> I will never walk a day on this planet mm. where I'm going to be afraid to say, Episodes one, two, three of Star Wars suck shit. Mm. Uh, Indiana Jones part four suck shit. Yep. Um, present day, you got Margot Robbie. Oh my God. That's she is my queen for so many reasons. Yeah. Do you want to know the massive reason? 
I, I count too, right? <laughs> well, I just want to say it. I liked her before she was cool. Okay. All right. So we have a show at home called Neighbors. I liked her before she was Harlequin, if that helps. Well, I'm going OG with this. This is so you're talking before Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, 100 percent. School All me. Right. All right. So there's a sh- there's two shows at home that we're known for. Two Na- shows. <laughs> like <laughs> well, the, the Brits and that side of the world knows us for our two soap operas. We have right. Neighbors, and we have Home and Away. You were either a Neighbors girl or a Home and Away girl. I loved Neighbors because I pretty much grew up in like a very suburby, you know, like kind of close knit thing, and that was my show. She was on as a character called Donna when I was in high school and I just loved her from then. She's, she was the same, like this blonde, pretty, but assertive girl. And even on that show, even they say the people that cast her then, they're like, she's going to make it. And I always knew it. And then you didn't really hear a lot from her after that. And then all of a sudden, boom, she comes out with Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like, she went from this little, like, very typical Australian, like, celebrity. Very, like, soap opera, like, girl next door. Very sweet, innocent. Yeah. And then, boom, no, I'm a real actor. Like, yeah, yeah. look at what I can do. Very almost like Nicole Kidman in a way. Like, started off very, like, mm, yeah. shy. And now she's, like, this crazy method actress that <laughs> does everything. And, like, most of the characters that she plays are not background characters and mm. I'm not I'm like saying like there are lead characters that mm-hmm. take a back seat to the kind of characters yeah. that she plays with the gusto that she plays them mm-hmm. and fuck fuck Tonya fuck <laughs> Tonya Harding oh my god that was incredible that was that's what I mean man. she blows me away as an actress and yeah. she learned how to do all that ice skating she heard herself doing it she's like well how else am I going to play this part <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to be that person. And and her accents, her different types of American dialects she can do. Oh, yeah. They can't do Aussie accents. So <laughs> she's kind of showing them up in Hollywood. Yeah. There, yeah. There are American <laughs> actors that can't do a dialect from different I know. I know. And she's like, look what I can do. <laughs> okay. It's time for the third and next song. This is a bit of this, It's a billop. It's also a bit of a throwback to 2008 when I exchanged studio albums with with a new friend in the singer-songwriter scene, Stephen Trothen, and the album is called Stephen Trothen Learns to Knit. This is Leaves. November wind climbed into my bed tonight And kept me from sleep like a bright and restless light Hanging in my room Tomorrow will be here soon But maybe I'll walk alone and whisper to the wind Little song that will break apart and float into the din All these years I've watched them fall these years I can't recall Likely Leaves falling to the ground They couldn't stop themselves From coming down 
Natalie and Brulia. Oh my god, my queens. Oh my god. Like your your whole body reacted to the names. <laughs> Literally, I know. I oh honestly, I've been so obsessed with Kylie since I could probably start talking. 
Yeah. I don't know what it, and I think the dancing world, my dance teacher loved Kylie as well. She and being a dancer, you're around like the LGBT plus community as well, and that's their queen. Yeah. I don't know if it's an ironic cult following among the LGBTQ. When I went to a Kylie concert, none of my friends like her, so I went by myself. Um, What do they know? It was hilarious. It was either like moms in their 40s that loved Kylie since the 80s when she was on Neighbours because she was also on that show. (laughs) And um, That's like the rite of passage for every Oscar. I'm not even joking. (laughs) Um, And then it was just like a bunch of guys who loved her because that's their queen. And then there was like me. I'm like, everyone says I'm kind of a drag queen in my own way. So I'm like, I guess that makes sense why I like her. She's very flamboyant and extra and doesn't really care what people have to say about her outfits. And I just love that. And also, Natalie Imbruglia was also on Neighbours. Right. <laughs> it's like, what do you call it? I don't know. It really it's is. It's a springboard. It really is. If, like, that's where our biggest names yeah. have come from, in a way. Like, it was either Neighbours or Home and Away. But most of the time, it was Neighbours. And it was shot in Melbourne. So, don't want to so, brag. But So, like, is there a stigma associated with people that move away from from Australia to become something and there, aren't on... It, it's a typical Aussie thing. Like, it, it's hard because, especially in Melbourne, it's a very arts culture. Right. And I hate to say it, but it's oversaturated. There's too many people that want to do the same thing. So that is yeah. kind of why Aussies go overseas. I guess we have a different flair about us, right? Quote, unquote. Yeah. I've got a little bit more attention over here with like, I don't know, like brands or even this um, that I wouldn't at home. It's not like I'm doing anything different. It's just there was no work at home. And we've been, as I said, we've been told that no, 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 like Hollywood is the goal to get to. For me, above Kylie or Natalie is Nicole Kidman. Just not only iconic and an incredible method actress, Mm -hmm. sort of like the the 80s, 90s Margot Robbie, Mm -hmm. although she's still amazing now. Oh, yeah. Moulin Rouge, that was one of our bonding points. That is my favorite, like, well, actually my second Thing. favorite movie. Honestly, I'm, I remember walk, running around, we call it primary school, you guys call it elementary school. I was running around after I saw that movie singing the songs. Yeah. Everyone's like, man, you're weird. But I was like, I just love it so much. It's so artsy. And now it's kind of like trending in a way again. The newer millennials, because I don't know how they can lump like 40 years of people in all under millennials but mm. me being an elder millennial yeah. <laughs> my gray hair and shit <laughs> but the younger millennials find ironic attachments to things that they did, they missed out on mm. so like there are younger millennials that are like finding reasons to like the Star Wars prequels and I'm like fuck off True. but if Moulin Rouge is one of those things like great True, but it, then yeah exactly like I used to be like oh I used to like that movie and now it's cool but now it's like hey this is a iconic Australian actress like yep. How cool is his role? And also Baz Luhrmann directed it, who directed Romeo and Juliet and right. Great Gatsby. Like, he's a, he's an Aussie director and filmmaker who's been over in Hollywood since the, like, early 90s. Right. And he's made masterpieces. And Moulin Rouge is one of them. I just love Nicole Kidman so much. The first movie that Baz Luhrmann directed was Dance, right? It was, like... It was St- Strictly Ballroom. Strictly Ballroom. That's, oh, that's such an iconic Aussie movie. Actually, fun fact, um, when my mom was pregnant with me, she used to watch that movie every night coincidence that's pretty amazing i know isn't that funny <laughs> it's all coming together like l- i now know everything there is to know about you i was like wow she's like yeah like every night i watched it and i was like i hope you're a dancer and all this kind of stuff i was like <laughs> wow i like 
came out dancing and literally. <laughs> it hurt a little bit. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Better cut that cord before she jumps off stage. Okay. Uh, awesome. Uh, Zoe Bell. The stunt girl from Death Proof, and uh, oh yes, she's a stu- she's a stunt actor, but like she she played herself, so mm. she got the acting in Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Yes, um, being like a stunt girl on her off time with friends who wanted to. I don't know what you call what she did, but she was like standing or sitting on the hood of a muscle car, holding straps tied to either. Oh rear, yeah, rear, and like her friends are like, I don't want you doing that crazy shit. Let's <laughs> uh, me trying to do. Like, but she's like, oh come on. <laughs> An Australian. Yeah, I think that's the gung ho thing I was saying. The Aussie, uh, yeah. the Aussie, the daredevil kind of. Literally, because I don't know. People have said that Aussies are ruthless in a lot of ways. Oh gosh, you okay? Yes, I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> My body is fine. Okay, I really hope the audio on that is good because <laughs> <laughs> note for this episode. <laughs> It's the one I fell down. And no, there wasn't alcohol involved. Not at all. Shock and horror. You got an Aussie on here. I'm going to sidestep from my list to say that like, it's kind of funny because the kind of social interaction I want to have with the show yeah. is more akin to going out with friends and having beers yeah. than it is coffee time. Well, in a way, this is kind of like my beer. Right. Like I treat coffee like a beer. Yeah, I don't drink. Yeah, I don't really drink either. I don't need to drink. Have you met me? that's oh my no like no like like i'm like socially and and bonding like yeah like i'm agreeing with you yeah but also isn't that the perfect summary of our personality type truly that's our fucking bumper sticker really this is the best example of me in public with other people it was my first class of performing arts school when I got in and I was in Melbourne I was so excited and I was like being me like jumping up and down oh my god blah, 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 blah. and yeah. someone turned to me and she's like are you on drugs <laughs> I've gotten that too <laughs> flashback alert oh my god and I was like no I'm just really excited to be here is that bad <laughs> my personality doesn't need alcohol have you met me seriously like come on that's gonna be my next tweet I'm gonna fucking beat you too do it man like that <laughs> is People are like, oh, do you drink? I'm like, really? <laughs> do I need to drink? I can get up and do karaoke already. I don't need alcohol for that. Feel all the conviction you want saying that because I, I do have those friends also that, which is unfortunate because I feel like it's such a, an amazing bonding point mm-hmm. when you have no personality, I guess. But I'm <laughs> kidding. That thing of like, you have friends that don't understand why you never want to drink. Yeah. You're, you're being the shithead. I know, and I almost got, like, judged for it, in yeah. a way, like, my whole life, and then... What are you, a nerd? Yeah, or even, like, epilepsy is a big reason. Um, right. Like, I can have drinks, but I know my limits. I don't like to really drink more than a couple drinks, or, like, hard drugs, you know? Right. Since I was 15, I got diagnosed, and they said, if you can do it, but you're going to screw yourself over. So I, I kind of got judged, in a way, going to parties, because I wasn't doing those right. things, and I was perceived as a prude then you look back at my photos and i was having fun just as much as other people were and i didn't need those altering substances you know the band jet didn't make my list because i fucking hated them yeah they try to be try to be original period yeah they they did good for like representing us um yeah but i actually know someone who is related 
to the lead singer and apparently said that they are not very nice. <laughs> that seems, that seems it's, I like finding that out. Yeah. It's like very vindicating. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you kind of, you kind of get that. They faded out. And yeah. I think maybe because they were kind of like, what have we got now? Yeah. You know, like it, it makes me laugh. But there was another band. They didn't, they didn't make the list also, but they weren't that bad. But if there was an ACDC part two, it was airborne. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, good one. Good one. But I, I will forever be a stan of In Excess. In Excess is on the list. I only know the one song, but which one? Which one? Which one? Which one's their Which I one's their big American hit? Need you tonight. Oh, need you tonight. Dun, 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 oh, that's just like dun, dun, sexy. Dun, 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 dun. It's like the it's the one riff that Nigel Rogers did not write. Did I tell you I was an extra in the miniseries for that? No. Yes, there was a miniseries made of them. It was a two-parter and. I was in the scene where they're like, you're in Hong Kong and he, the guy who made the music like hands Michael Hutchins a tape and he's like, I need you to write lyrics for this. And he goes upstairs for like 15 minutes and comes back and wrote that song in 15 minutes. And I was one of the groupies in the background because it was like the rock star mansion. Nice. Like it was shot in Melbourne, but it was made to look like Hong Kong. That was one of the best jobs I, I ever had. <laughs> I have to know what Australian Hong Kong looks like. So, are you, are you on are you are you on IMDb for that? Oh um, no, no, but Damn. I know, I know. I can I can show you it. It's online. Like I've I was only in like a couple scenes, but there might that's what I want to go back do more extra work. It's ha- so much fun. Yeah, but you have you have that experience. Yes, which is awesome. Oh my god, so much fun! And then like interacting with the band who played the band, it was like dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me just playing another song. You know that statement, that sentiment of the, the whole is, is greater than the sum of its parts, and, and sometimes there are these teams and bands and, and things that are formed of, of, of great individuals, but with greater results as a team. I, I get that, and I fully believe that, but I would not say anything bad about the, the individual parts prior to the good lovelies that would form the good lovelies. And I frigging love of the good levelies. They're incredible. However, there was really wonderful music to listen to and still made by the, the members before they formed into that group. And a long, long time ago, when MySpace was Facebook, I met and somehow shared a stage twice with Sue Passmore. And, and any member of the good lovelies is just like, world class and it's hard to imagine me at any point this is how the scene worked you could you could be a schlub and somehow still perform with royalty it i don't the the stars and the fucking cosmos and that happened but out of that experience i got the cd i believe it was called 87 miles by sue passmore instant fan of that record and this song is from that it's called 10 and 2 
the car rolling up the mountainside There's a stone on the dashboard There's a stone on the dashboard And I keep it there for you Ten to two You just want to be alone Embarrassed me So I'm trying to go home But you're hanging on To your precious last moments Before a lift of the burden of Such a stupid question now that it's coming out of me, but do Australians love Keanu or what? Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, yeah I, Isn't he like the Hugh Jackman of Canada? Just so genuine and awesome. And yeah. Badass? Like he, he is kind of like that. That's what I, that's a good way to put it in. He's kind of this sensation and like even besides the acting, as you just said, he's be kind of become yeah. this millennial thing i well, don't they, know the, the more you meme the more you mythify right pretty much but yeah no he he's very well like loved at home and i've always loved him as an actor all yeah. the early 
stuff when it was, yeah. you know, not a classic, I guess. But yeah, no, he, he that's a good way to put it. Right. He is like, I guess, the Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> the national treasure in a way. Unimportant, extraneous point. <laughs> I don't know what I have left here. Xavier Rudd, who I've met once. And what? Really? Yeah. Well, okay. I, I don't... I've tried before to feel good about like making it seem like yeah I was I was chilling with Xavier Rudd like I like I met him briefly and yeah he came to Ontario because someone who sessioned on one of my records uh, was his touring percussionist oh yeah and in 2011 mm-hmm. Xavier was recording an album called Spirit Bird mm. I want to sound like an expert but it was his you know insert number album and he had a couple songs that he wanted to have a big group of people singing and chanting along. Oh. One of the first things he wanted to have was, because he was speaking about the, the struggle in Australia with the indigenous people there. Yep. And he invited some of the indigenous people from Ontario. Mm. So the two Canadian friend musicians yeah. that I knew, that knew Xavier, mm-hmm. one of them had a backyard that this all happened in. Oh. A bunch of indigenous people from Ontario came to participate. Oh. And a bunch of us musician friends that yep. were friends of the, the guys, the hosts, came too. And then we all sang these backup vocals to the song. And that's how I met him. That's not much of a story. It's but that's a, cool, man. I, like, that kind of is a weird way of relaying into Emma Wiggle from The Wiggles. Another person who isn't necessarily like indigenous, but she has really brought it to the limelight because she is an ambassador for the now new Indigenous Australian Sign Language. And that was never a thing up until recently. There was never wow. sign language for the Indigenous culture. And she was like, why not? Yeah. Why not? And I, I, that makes me happy Like that they're like, I don't know, like she's doing that and like helping them with her influence on, you know, like the social media presence and being a celebrity, getting it out there for our indigenous culture and I think that's awesome yeah. and that's awesome I love Xavier we say that different I say Xavier okay and North Americans say Xavier that's I know isn't that funny yeah I, I mean I was never conscious of it but it's true it's true like we say it like z- like just a, like a Z Professor Xavier was the leader yeah yeah so saying Xavier linked it to the fact that he named the team X-Men mm-hmm. right oh yeah so that, that was my education on the name Xavier. But Xavier isn't wrong. True. It just, it's yeah. it's kind of just like Z and Z, right? Like, but I don't s- know. Cer- certain things that begin are, are in the middle with an X are said the way you with, say yeah, it. Yeah. Like xylophone. Right. Do people say xylophone? No. No. But that would be pretty funny. That would be funny, right? Just just as, as an on-purpose missaying of words. True. Oh, another one. Xerox. Is that an X word? We, say, we f- say Xerox. Yeah. But we could say... Xerox. Xeroz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just... Isn't I just want to say X is wrong in words now. I know, right? Just to mess with someone's head and just see yeah. if they know that you did it. Yeah. To finish the list, we've already talked about these bands. ACDC and Men Without Hats. Oh, yeah. Just we- comfort food. Oh, yeah. I love Akadaka. That's what we call them at home. Really? Yeah. Ak- now, Akadaka. That's fucked up. Why? <laughs> the only other time I have that reaction is when I'm reminded of what Scientologists believe in. Oh my god! Akadak- is that just ironic? Is that like uh, your hungover friend saying, "Let's get some kufka"? Well, it's KFC, okay? Yeah. Well, that's a that's a very Aussie thing too. Like 
even though it's already abbreviated, right. we just make it even weirder. Okay, so it's it's a have fun with it kind it's, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, you know that song, um, It's a Long Way to the Top If You Want to Rock and Roll? Yeah, how do well, you say that? The Aussie version is, it's a long way to the shops if you want a sausage roll. <laughs> well, I mean... I like making fun of this, because it's such an Aussie song, and we're like, yeah. let's make this even Aussier and talk about sausage rolls. Is that just a, a universal Australian thing about getting sausage rolls? Or is that like a Weird Al kind of? <laughs> kind of, kind of a Weird Al thing, but it's just it's just our way of making that song even Aussier right. than it already is. Speaking yeah. of, I really want a sausage roll now. <laughs> Have you ever had one? Like proper ones, not like f- frozen ones here. I've, I've had some like like British fair oh, yeah. sausage rolls. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I... I'd love to have a sausage from down under. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, I, and a meat pie. I can't wait to go home and have a bloody Aussie meat pie. See, I, if we're <laughs> leaning to like saying that and winking, like that's pretty. <laughs> oh yeah. Winkable. Oh yeah. True. 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 Now that I think about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, well. Yes. We talked about a lot of stuff. That was I good. I know. I know. Wait, wait. So what was it like about my stories that was like, like as a, as a viewer, you know what I mean? Like if I were to reference like the first time I saw a thread of your stories, because yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like when Instagram, when, when you post a story, if it's longer than the allotted time, it's a series of stories. Mm. I, so the first story thread I saw of yours, if you were talking about your day, music and parenting all yeah. in one or just your way of talking and your general tone, just the aesthetic Aww. of listening to you talk and, and seeing the, the character. Like, yeah. is this someone I know? Is this someone I would feel comfortable in the room with? Yeah. Is this someone I believe is like this when the camera's off? Yeah. Uh, and I latch on to like that rare human being on the computers that's not trying to be anything. Yeah. That's really sweet of you to say because that's all, I mean, that's, that's me. Yeah. I am very genuine. And like, as we said before, that kind of genuine trend was come on by non-genuine people, which yeah. hurts me. But at the same time, it's so weird. Just me literally recording my day um, and being myself. I've gone like best friends have known me for years. Like, oh my God, Sarah, like that's so that you would say that off camera or like whatever. Yeah. And then <laughs> like really all <or> they're like, <laughs> all more toned down. <laughs> That sounds like a person talking. That's amazing. Yeah, literally. And then like, oh, I'll get people who like follow me. They'll just like write something back to my story or like, oh my God, that's so funny. And I'm like, I'm literally just putting what's in my head now out there. Yeah. And I, and I, this isn't a cocky way, but I just did it without really caring what people thought. Right. And that's the beauty of how I got my following because they're like, she literally doesn't care like what yeah. anyone says, but in a, I do it in a nice way. Like yeah. Wall Street was a thing in the 80s, yeah. right? So Wall Street infected people with this disingenuous, uh, mm-hmm. phony baloney behavior, this phony social thing. And then the 90s kids rebelled against it. Yes. And I was sort of a younger of them, right? Same. So we, we emotionally were spitting at people who acted phony. Yes. And I grew up with that and I, I felt like I never left that punk rock state of mind. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm slowly entering and finding my place in the obsolescence category of people mm-hmm. with my age. And the people on the front lines of culture, mm-hmm. for the most part, 
aren't fucking real in yeah. any way. Yeah. It's fucked up. I know. So oh. what 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 you're showing people if and people end up seeing seeing what you do, you're probably going to be inspiring awesomeness. Uh, it's crushable. It's admirable. It's uh, and whatever you're wearing, people are going to want to buy that. So you're welcome, stores and <laughs> yeah, clothing that's right. designers. Um, it's actually funny because I get see. I just you know what I mean. I just like talk. I'm genuine, and people either have known me for years or just new followers of mine add me because I've somehow inspired them or they've opened up to me. I get a lot of people now opening up to me about personal things because you know I just share whatever like it blows my mind actually like that people feel comfortable telling me things and I that's all I wanted with with my Instagram following was to make it a community at the end of the day I see everyone as my friends on there yeah and I think people can see that too because like it's just such a nice back and forth and I love that and like as a button to the episode is there any other Australian saying that doubles as a sexual innuendo? Um, or that ooh, could? Oh, oh, okay. You know what? There's a... Just, you, your eyes just look like I have 99 of those. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Over here, there is a famous clothing brand called Roots. Okay? Yeah. And when Americans, when they're going for a sport team, they say, who are you rooting for? In Australia, when you say to someone... You want to root means you want to have sex. Right. It just trips. Are you DTR? It, it trips me out that it's like root. I don't know. Just seeing it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, or if someone's bad in bed, you say, oh, mate, what a dud root. <laughs> and that makes me think of the Beastie Boys root down a totally different way. I kick it root down. I put my root down. And like I hear people like, oh, what team are you rooting for over here? And I'm like, you guys say that? Yeah. That's like dirty at home (laughs) you you fuck for the team in order to support them I don't get that oh I've heard some funny pickup lines moving like traveling America and and, um, Canada and stuff by the way musician huge crush Courtney Barnett oh legend yes oh god sorry yes keep going on your thing the pickup line is um, what is it it's like oh have you ever had a a kiss from down under oh (laughs) that's so that's the Australian uh, kiss. That's like the lowest common denominator of of original. I know, humor. I know, and I'm like, and I'm leaving the yeah. conversation now. No, <laughs> folks, I'm not saying there aren't good North American things that you could say, like as as a North American yeah. to pick to try to pick up an Australian. But I'm just saying that's like truck stop quality. Pretty humor. much, pretty much. And I almost just feel bad. <laughs> like it's like, is yeah. that what you could have picked out of everything? <laughs> but hey, I'm not, I'm never mean. Just I like, always just laugh. So. <laughs> oh, I feel bad because that's that's you trying. <laughs> I'm such a bitch for not meaning to be a bitch. Your friends got to be harder on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I like that metaphorical hat, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Struth. That's such an Aussie word. I wish I had the license because I would so outro us on land. Oh my God, yes. I said, do you speak my language? This episode will be concluding 
with a track off their fir- the first EP by The Lo-Fi Mind. And this song is called So Bad. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for an episode with Brittany Pyatt. Listening to another episode of the Todd Donald Show. 
Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. Thank you.